early. What's good, folks? You're watching Goody. another episode of Early. Very, you know what I'm saying? Very, very. Um, Brooke, I feel episode. like it's been a little while since. since yeah, we yeah, you know, every been, now and then it's a little hiatus. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you back yeah. in the mix. You, I feel like you know what I'm saying. You you were gone for good reason. Not, I said gone. You weren't gone, but you know what I'm saying. Hey man, you we were, were out uh, doing something super interesting with yeah. the guests that we have on today. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking of which, we have. The super talented Milan Perez, and we have the equally talented, you know what I'm saying, Cadell Cook in the, in the flesh building, this town. in the studio. In yeah. the flesh. You're, you're no stranger to the show. Right. If y'all seen a couple there. months back, we did have the man Cadell on the show, you know, giving us yeah. some insight into how he's came to be where he's at today. And uh, it's really dope because it's a full circle. Definitely have Milan as well, too, because the first time that I even discovered these two. I actually went to a film festival, if I'm not yep. mistaken. It was in Hagerstown. Yeah. 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 And I seen it was four points. That's right. Yeah, man. And I was kind of blown away because I was going over there to support my boy Jay Sony. He was mm-hmm. also an actor in the short film. So I was that was the main intent. And I was like, oh, wow. that was really dope. And then I seen your guy shit and I was like, Yo, what the fuck? Like, I, was, <laughs> I came for that, yo, but I'm yo, here for. No, 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 I stay right, for this. Right, 100. Like, and to to be honest, like you know, never gonna fake a laugh or anything like that. So when I have like real emotions, I'm like, oh, this is mad cool. Oh, yeah. they're here. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, everybody's yeah. here. Oh, this yeah. is amazing. Man. Yeah, that was actually our, our debut. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't, I didn't even know that. The, so, the yeah, Maryland then, Film Festival. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah that's the dope. And then now we, you know, fast forward and here we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really an honor to have you guys for the 90th episode. You know, for sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Definitely appreciate you guys uh, being here. Like we said, we had Cadell on uh, before. Uh, we talked about that whole process, but. Um, just to you know fill people in like let, let us know you can give us a little quick background on like who you are for people who maybe we got maybe Lynn. people who didn't yeah, see got, that but you know fill us in with what you've been up to since you know, since the last time right. we talked sure. yeah a little bio okay okay um i'm cadell <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you cadell yeah yeah welcome to me all right so I'm, uh, <laughs> i started in sound i started in music um and then i moved into into sound after i graduated from college and i got into um post-production and I started writing about 10 years ago. I wrote a novel first uh, called Weepers, which is on Amazon. And um, I started writing shorts and um, web series and um, features basically because I met two actors, two local actors here. One of them is Milan Perez. Um, I was I, I met her at, on a 40-hour film festival, and she was acting her tail off. And uh, I was like, well, let me write for this lady. Uh, she's really good. And then... And then uh, fast forward to, to now. Okay. Very succinct. I like You're a writer, so you know how to just right, get right. to the point of the story. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no fluff, fluff, no fluff. No fluff. No fluff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this is about to be long-winded over here, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we let him go first. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, you know? it's so, Milan, definitely, you know what I'm saying, introduce yourself to our world. You know what I'm saying? Let us know who you are and how acting became a big part of your life. Oh. That's such a deep question. Take as much time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Milan Perez and I've been acting. hmm, 
Forever and a half? For a long time. Okay. <laughs> like, what age would you say you started? Like, what is a long time? Oh my gosh. Uh, I did a play in, like, elementary school, The Sound oh, okay. of Music. I think every... You're a New York baby, right? So I am a New York baby. Okay, hey. Nice. <laughs> she, she said she did a play. She actually did it on Broadway. That's the part yeah, she yeah, left she, off. That's the part she left not. off. I did this not. play in elementary school. Right, right. <laughs> See, that's funny. I only did, like, two plays in school. And then by the time I got to high school, uh, I was just working all the time. Mm. Um, it was just my situation at home. I had to make money. Right. So I didn't get the opportunity to really freely play in acting. Uh, and then I got a little older, 20 to be exact. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know what? Just like, forget about it. Like it's, I didn't want to be a starving artist. Mm -hmm. And right. that's, you know, was my perspective growing up with an artist. Right. I was like, gosh, it's just, it's so hard. Like, I don't want to do that. So I was like, I'm just going to go to school and be a teacher and just give it up, Milan. And, um, <laughs> and it, coming yeah, man. And then it was, it was like, you know, I was making great money. Like, like everything was on auto pay, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you're making great money. I was, I was, I was making decent money. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, but I'm so depressed. Um, I have to chase my dream. And I was just looking at my kid and he was like two. And I was like, Probably went, should have went for acting first, but you know, mm. he gave me, <laughs> he gave me like the funny thing is when I look back, he used to always say that to myself, but when right. I look back on it, I'm like, wow, like everything, every struggle, every uh, thing that I've prevailed through in my life has made me somebody who has an ex has experience and I can bring that to my characters. Wow. Uh, so I think it was all meant to be. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't really start getting into it until I was like 21. Um, and then I got back in the game and, uh, and when just, you got back in, did you just come like full throttle? Like when you was finally like, you know what? I'm locked in. Like, as I had a lot of moments prior to this where I'm hesitating, I'm thinking, I don't want to be that starving artist. I want to be able to provide support for my family. So how is that moment? Can you say like, within yourself when you're like, nah, you know what? I'm going to bank on myself. I'm going to put it all on the table. I, I don't know unless I try. So like, when did that, like you turn that switch on for yourself? Um, I think it was a combination of just seeing that like nothing is guaranteed. Right. You know, people can work for the government and your job's not guaranteed. And it's, as we've seen, like, you know, this, yeah, as we like recently right? saw, and it's like, you know, time is not guaranteed to you. And I would rather, live my life fulfilling my passion and being happy right now than living for when I'm 70 years old and worrying about retirement then. I don't want to be the, my aunt used to always say, you don't want to be the old lady in the rocking chair saying shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right. You want to have the burnt out Nikes. <laughs> so my things is going to be, I'm just have socks on with holes because <laughs> I'm doing it. Like, yeah. Miles on these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said something um, like in, in your, I guess, bio portion that, uh, I found interesting. You said you, when you were younger, you knew you didn't want to be like a started starving artist. Mm -hmm. But I think I think that's interesting because I think, um, I mean, I know when I was younger, I assumed if I'm an artist, I can make a not maybe not like an artist, like a painter. But if I'm like a, on the TV show, on the TV shows, yeah. if I'm in the movies, if I'm a musician, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I, I, I'm thinking I can make a lot of money. I don't realize it's actually um, only a small percentage of them that make a bunch of money and the mo and the rest of them make regular earnings you know what i'm saying so um did you not see uh performing 
in that light, you didn't see it as like, oh, like mm-hmm. I'm going to be, you know, this is just an example, like a Beyonce or something like that. Did you see more just um, the the regular people who were artists and were kind of struggling? Did you, like, which did you see more of that made you think that? Yeah. So my mother was an artist by oh, okay. uh, paper. So mm-hmm. like she would use different mediums and um, make this beautiful work. And uh, it was just, you know, watching her go through that struggle of like, you know, art galleries wanting 70% of a cut, Mm -hmm, you know, and the artists making pennies until like you have to give up so much before you can actually make an income. And And then you're seeing what she put behind that. So you're like, she put her whole, yeah, her soul, like, you know, not her soul, but you know, she, she really, she put her heart into, into her work. So it was like difficult, you know, to see that. And I was like, Oh, I don't want that. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, and then also, I wasn't growing up in the time that we're in right now where like you can pick up your phone and make a movie. Mm-hmm. I was right. growing up in the time where it's like, you got to have some you connection. Yeah, you might have right. to sleep on a couch somewhere. Like, yeah. 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 So when I first got in, it was just like, it still wasn't web series just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a little while later, like web series came up and I was on a web series and they got invited um, or we got invited to the Emmys. And I knew in that moment, this was years ago, I knew in that moment that the game was changing because nobody's doing nothing to be nice. Okay, what it is, is that that sector was growing. Streaming media was growing so large that they were like, this is my theory. Yeah. Like, okay, this is gaining a lot of uh, popularity. So let's go ahead and include them in our ceremony because it, it, it just showed me what the future could yeah. be. Right. It was like you can't, it was getting so big that you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can't ignore it anymore. So then um, once I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I had some unpleasant experiences. Right. Um, and I was like, I'm either going to fall to my knees and give it up. Or I'm going to use this to fuel myself. Um, and I did. So I was like, I'm gonna do it on my damn own like i'm gonna find a great writer and i'm gonna produce something and we're gonna make magic and then i met this guy about to say in comes in comes and i like so we were at the film festival and he was the writer for our little 48 hour film festival can you explain what this is like this 48 hour film yeah you go yeah it's um uh it's it's not just here i mean it's like i think it's international might be might be international but mm-hmm. uh there's a dc one there's a maryland one i know there's a couple of them in a bunch of different states but 40 hour film festival means they give you uh you have a team and your team get from the film festival your team gets like an actor character's name a prop and a line of dialogue mm-hmm. everybody has to use those three things but the trick is that you come in the day before to get the genre uh, so you get as soon as you get your genre and then something else you, mm-hmm. you, can do, you get that and then you have 48 hours to write to film and wow. to and to uh, execute and to- export this whole short film right so that's what we were in I'm so and I I made a mistake for this project that Milan's talking about I made a mistake of um, um signing on as the writer uh I was the production sound person and I was the sound mixer Whew. and if you're aware those are all three stages of of making a movie so I was in the <laughs> pre-production writing production doing sound Oh, it's 48 hours. I was up all 48 hours. Right. I took little naps in between, but everybody else did their little little section. Came in for their two hours, three hours, six hours. I was up the whole time, baby. So anyway, um, that's what that is. But it it, what that does is it 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 helps you build your like team, helps you meet new people. You know, I don't don't remember how I got on that team. 
Me neither. Uh, but, <laughs> but, 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 it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. But uh, I got to meet some new people, and that's just it's just a, a way to do something fun and meet new people. So, and that's, that's what ended cool. up. That was how I met. Yeah. That's really cool. And he, he played dope. he played the story Rats in a Cage, and it was literally like now it's animated, right? Yeah, pictures, yeah, it's on my YouTube channel. Oh, the, okay. the, I don't know if uh, I might have showed What's the you. YouTube channel. Is your name right? Uh, yes, yeah, Arkadel Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the YouTube Rats in a Cage is a narrative poem that I I played for her when we were. I think the editor was exporting some stuff. We were just right. waiting for it to come out, um, and it was just piece I was working on. I didn't have the visuals yet, but I played it for her and for everyone there. Right. It's a it's called Rats in a Cage. It's 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 about racism, but it uses rats as a Metaphors that okay. now, as an analogy. I didn't peep that. Um, I, I gotta check it out. Yeah, so, yeah. So my, so my YouTube channel. Okay. So, uh, she saw that and she, um, liked my writing. <laughs> yeah, that was it for me. I, I was sold. Say, is honey. The rest history. Yeah, because I was. You know, yeah. writing is something that like. I don't know. Maybe when I'm 50, I'll try it. You know what mm. I mean? Like I have like <laughs> no for real. Like at this point, I'm happy to just be like you know I have an idea. Like literally like three sentences later and uh maybe two weeks and there's like a whole entire script. <laughs> wow. So I'm really like and I was happy with that. And so I was like, I just gotta find like a, a great writer. And so when I heard this story, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse <laughs> me. Um, hello, what was your name again? Right. Uh and so from there, uh we just went on to do other stuff together, and I just thought, you know, this guy's really and then he did sound on top yeah, of that. I was right. like, oh bonus, okay. bonus. Yo, camera bonus. Bonus. So, <laughs> it's um, it's funny. Like, you talk about identifying, I guess, when the industry itself is changing, and you start talking about like how these web series are starting to get more acclaim, and they're starting to see how like the digital medium like got to put more respect on it because there's a lot of quality content. Could y'all talk to like how seeing that shift happen? Like, I remember in 2012, it was Netflix. Now. Apple TV, Amazon Prime, like um, Hulu, all these streaming platforms as a creator, right, as making these content, but it would be, you know, might be a short film, might be a feature film. How does that go about? And I definitely even want to get into like when we talk about is forgetting Christmas, like does that make you more encouraged? There's more outlets to be able to get your art across because it seemed like maybe in past days, it's like you really have to have that connection to get this through the door at wherever it is. So does that, is that more encouraging or is it get more like cutthroat? And it's like um, it's it's not as clear cut as you would think, because there are so many outlets. It's not just as simple as sending it off. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll pick this up. You talked about that process. It's a, it's a double edged sword. Okay. Because like you said, there's more channels, there's more opportunities. But there's because of that and this. Um, this shift in um, the industry happened at the same time where technology shifted right. and it becomes mm-hmm. more easy for us, to, for people to create. Right. Um, so it's a double-edged sword, meaning there's more channels, there's more uh, production houses, but there's also way more people trying to make stuff. Right. So you, you still have to um, have a conscious effort to try to like stand, stand out amongst all the um uh, amongst all the other submitting things, right? Um, so in a way, it's it's like it's not e- it's not easier, right. you know. It's right. just there's more the channels, just there's changed. more. It's just a different, it's just, game, it's just different right? So right. instead of only sending your stuff to you know five or six um, um, houses that are taking unsolicited stuff, it's like you you have to not, instead of needing an agent 
now you can start putting your stuff out on your own, developing your own demographic and following. Right. And that's how that's that's um that's how industry is looking for new talent. And are you really you're trying to consider anybody that would want to put it on their platform or are there like prerequisites that you have as well? Like uh we yeah, can't you go on a to, platform that's doing like is it like you know is there specifications or if you yeah. also know any platform yeah that you, have to, you have to know your genre right. well enough to know where you fit because right. there's like there's platforms that's just horror and if you're not making horror won't won't work right so um there's that and there's you know there's black only streaming right black only but black owned streaming right channels there's um there's stuff that where it's just uh, comedy this stuff is just family so you should you got to study you right know? Same, same thing as anything else you gotta know what you're doing would you say um in your perspective which like do you i don't want to say prefer or which one do you prefer like which scenario do you prefer the um when there was more i guess structure in yeah you got to go get an agent you got to do all that or mm -hmm. this kind of class where any and because it's like open season any and everybody can put their their stuff out there so you're kind of competing with any and everybody even though like you like you know like we've all said and we've all seen your work like you, you are kind of the cream of the crap the cream of the crop the best crop here baby when it comes to writing you know so like do you because like now you're having to compete with people who aren't even there with you just because they're in the same medium you know what i'm saying like everybody's yeah. on instagram so now you're getting jumbled with you know you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah but it's um cream rises baby yeah <laughs> not for and sure that, and, that, and that's real but it's and like sometimes it takes a little longer because you yeah. gotta sift through all the noise yeah there's a lot of noise there's a lot of noise there's a lot of people that are um creating content that might not that, that are making more noise but everybody has your own demographic it's like it's not a zero-sum thing it's like right. you People can be fans of two or three things at once, so it's not right. it's, like, it's not like they're taking fans from me, you know. So uh, it is it's just a different game, and I think that e even before when um, streaming and and social media wasn't as um, ubiquitous, um, it it, uh, it it was just it was just different. It was just a different game. So either way, you you have to find um, your you have to carve your own path, right. and I you know saying. I can't really say which one I like better or where because you know I'm, it just I'm here. Is what it is. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to do it back then because I wasn't ready yet. You know. Oh, okay. Now that I'm ready, it's like this is this is the this is what I've experienced. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, it's not like this is easy either. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No. I actually I think the the comparison I was trying to make between I guess the then and the now is not that one is easier than than the other. It's yeah. that they're both tough in their own way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, we were saying before, like you would have to find someone to find you <laughs> to, in order to be right. discovered. You would literally have to get discovered yeah. As yeah. before you can even put something out. Like now everybody has a camera in their pocket. So, you know, if you are talented, you can at least display yourself and put yourself yeah. out there to the world. And maybe you get discovered that way. But literally before then, it was like you have to be in the grocery store with a producer and they have to. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm like, yeah. like literally yeah. divine intervention has to take place. Yeah, and that, that's where the elevator pitch came from. You have to exactly right. to someone on the elevator say, oh, I got this thing and you got to tape. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are people like in NBC, like in New York, just hoping to you know what i'm saying yeah. step on the elevator with somebody just, yeah that's how they spent their day just i'm just gonna hang out here until somebody steps on the elevator but now you know I mean? now we have an opportunity to see like different kinds of people uh, telling their own stories that's a fact too um 
So that's that's really nice. Like not having like this big wig that like what I say goes and there's no proof that this is going to sell. Now we just have the opportunity to put it out and the people See determine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let the people yeah. determine. And that that does like a good point. So if I did have to choose, I would I would choose this type of environment because um, I never really fit into a genre easily. You know, I'm a I happen to be black, but I don't really make what people consider black content mm-hmm. right so i don't really fit as easily as as others in, in what i want to make you know mm-hmm. so right. i am glad that people are looking for more diversity so so i, I can find a, my path easier you and know. you know what's and, funny about sorry no Go i was ahead. just gonna say even in having to say that like i'm not considered black content like what is that it's some big wig that said yeah. this is all what that's black exactly what are. i was gonna say uh, it yeah. was like it's somebody that probably wasn't black that was saying like this is how oh, we yeah. want to just dis- this is how Display we want to portray them. them yeah you know what i'm saying so like, like people that are telling these kind of stories these are the ones that will actually yeah. green light you yeah. know what i'm saying right. versus somebody who you know has like a regular everyday story they just happen to be a black person right it might get overlooked because it's like right. oh well that's not what you know that's they right. want to see exactly yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. definitely um not white i mean i might have some in me but <laughs> i'm not white and i love seinfeld oh I and love it would seinfeld. be like yeah right and seinfeld. so it's like if and i love seinfeld the comedian like jerry seinfeld is his way he's, of he's doing hilarious. comedy yeah. is so funny to me yeah. Yeah. and it's so relatable <laughs> it's so funny because um this is like a seinfeld tangent but i feel like it's such a relatable tv show that when i bring it up to people and they're like oh they don't like it like you know the first thing i ask is well like I, I'm, I'm never trying to put anybody onto something if you don't right, like something right, it's right. cool but i'm usually like well have you seen it like have, yeah. like have you watched it and people are usually like oh no they're turned off like by the beginning of it like they don't even get into the first five minutes yeah, of it before they shame. decide which is crazy because it's like literally <laughs> seinfeld is some of the most relatable content you'll yeah. find in a tv show yeah. it's just so like everyday mundane relatability yeah. and you know, because it's for white people. And I, I used to hear, oh, well, like there's literally no black people in any episode. I mean, there's a couple, but, but it it's very, it was a different time. time yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But be that as it may, it's still super relatable to just like the human experience. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and that, what, 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 makes, what makes this time different is that I'm hoping that we can have the opportunity to just do that, to just make a show. Yeah. A show about nothing where it doesn't have to be. Uh, this this hood person is Facts. selling drugs or this person. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in the Burbs, man. I don't know about that. Talking about con- like creating, um, you just got off shooting, you know, and I, you know, I also had the privilege to help uh, that's right. you guys on set. We're so happy that, that's Christmas. where Brooke has been the last few weeks. That's like, I haven't seen this guy at all. He's like, I'm on set. I'm on set. I'm following him by curiously through Twitter. Day one, day two. I'm like, man, he looks like he's having a good time. It's crazy, though, because I'm like, yeah. one thing, before we even get too deep into the weeds of how that process went, how different was a feature film as opposed to shooting a short film? How different or was it? How different? it was different in the sense that you're you know i always recommend to people to do shorts first so that like you can figure out whatever the kinks are and discover in a shorter amount of time um and it's a way smaller budget um so we had the pleasure of doing so many shorts together and then some separate you know um and the difference with the feature now I've been an actress, you know, on feature films, but being a producer on one was 
it's a way different. It was just a different experience. Wow. Um, Welcome to the, the show. <laughs> yeah, the the preparation. You know, we wow. were preparing for this for a year, um, and all the work that went into it. And then when you're on set, it's just like. You know, the thing with shorts is that you have a lot of energy because you're getting it done in a weekend, in like right. two days. But right. when you're doing a feature and you're shooting six days a week and you're doing, luckily with Cadell, we're doing 10 hours a day. But I've been on some sets where it's like 14 hours, 12 hours, and you're having one day off a week. Uh -huh. The thing is, is that when you get to that last, like the first week, everybody's like, yeah, I'm right, energized. Right, you know, right, call me right. Red Bull. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, are they? Yeah. Give what? us some money, Red Bull. So you have like, <laughs> you have all this energy on the first week. And then the second week, you know, you're in the middle. And then that last leg, you're like, come on, we could do this. You know, and right, I think that's right. the thing is like having the stamina to keep that same energy in the first week throughout all the weeks, right. not just for the actors, but definitely the crew who right. don't get to have a scene off. You right. know, they're they're going all the hours straight. They're cutting their lunches shorter so they can prep their cameras and sound equipment. And so just like having that stamina to do that for three weeks is a whole nother yeah. ball game. Yeah, it's a different element. So so when we do shorts, you can you can think about the short. When you do a short, it's essentially one or two scenes. And right. that's the whole, I mean, you know, depending on what kind of short you do. Right. But if you're doing it so that you can film it in one weekend, you know, it's one, two, maybe three scenes. Right. Well, when you're doing a, a feature, you have to your your mac your sense of macro is so much larger. Right. Uh, that just thinking about the creative side of it is just um, exponentially more difficult because right. you're not just thinking about the arc of those few scenes. You have to think about. I'm about to geek out on you. So especially when you're writing and directing, you have to think about the whole narrative arc. Right. And you have to think about the the character arcs that happen. Right, right. Mm -hmm. all you have to think about the arcs right. of each scene. Mm -hmm. You want to start and end somewhere. So right. there's all these arcs arc going upon, on. Arc upon arc upon <laughs> and arc. And right. to cap it all off, to, ca uh, to cap it all off, you're filming it out of order. So right. you have the arcs, That's but you got to go thing. like this with it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so much more difficult. Right. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. And, and, and like, so that's the one thing that I even, I remember when I even tried to get into one of like an endeavor myself, try to shoot like a short series. And one thing that stumped me out the gate, which I was really wanted to see how you guys went about it, is scheduling and getting everybody bro, to bro, have that's one of the things the time. Bro, that's one of the things that, uh, <laughs> that like, I think <laughs> when, when Brooke told me, like after like a, maybe the first like week that he was with y'all, I was asking, him, I was like, yo, like, I, I don't know if I asked you, but I said, like, right. I think one of the things that I'm just like most impressed with about your whole operation is that y'all are. It's a week and a half, and y'all are still like you know what I'm saying Bro. meeting every day. And, was, and I'm just like, how how do you get them to like come back on day ten, day eleven? Motherfuckers be dropping off man, like flies man, by then. Like literally, it was it literally it's probably like fifteen to maybe up to like twenty people, like yeah, collectively, crazy every mm. single day. And I'm like, bro, do you know how hard it is to get? Two people yeah. initially yeah. just to get their schedules and yeah. be like, all right, I'm free for this amount of, yeah, yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> like, and then and then that day comes and they're still actually oh, free, like man, they said they were. Oh, like, <laughs> like, 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 like plans oh, didn't change. Oh, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like, wow, so like how is just getting the schedule? Getting down the commitment out of people. How is that get the shooting? We're not even there. He said it's still it's still a work in progress. It's still a work in practice. Start singing Negro spirits. Okay, it's very difficult. So 
uh, again, because it features a different ball game, um, I think that you have to um, access a different type of crew. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes when you're doing shorts and stuff like that, you can ask your friends to come along. Whoever your friends are doing stuff, yeah, whoever's available. So if your friends are doing stuff to help you, they're doing it to help you. But when you're making a feature, you have to get people on the team who are professionals Mm. who do this close to full time at least, you know, Uh, or who who at least are interested in doing this full time. That's that's one. And two, at least for this project, it was very helpful that most of the crew and cast had a deep interest in the story. Mm. So they would not want to just leave us high and dry because they knew what we were trying to do with the project. Right. Um, and there were some people that couldn't stay for the whole time, but a lot of them, uh, a lot of the people that had to go, they found their own replacement. Yes. They just said, right. this person can take my place. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to struggle with that element. So because, um, again, you're working with professionals and you're working with people who respect what you're trying to do with the project. So right. that's what met, that was key. Those are the two keys to keeping things rolling because yeah. we did. Right. And they, you're right, it is difficult to keep things keep people coming. They <laughs> respect their own brand. Like, right. right? Mm-hmm. So like the people we're working with, they they see themselves as a brand and they want to keep their name 100%. clean. So, you know, I understand, you know, if you can't stay, but it, it's like, it makes such a difference when you can find your own replacement. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have to be in the middle of shooting this and now, you know, rehiring somebody right. or something. I was gonna that was ask, huge. That's huge. Yeah. I was going to ask Milan, this said, you said this was your first pro, uh, thing producing? Is that what you said? First time producing a feature. First time producing a feature. Mm-hmm. Did you, what, what were your, some of your biggest takeaways or some of your biggest like learning moments? Hmm. What can you say <laughs> with cameras pointing at? Yeah. Shit. I saw, I saw everybody. I saw the pull up. I did too. Let me rephrase the question. Oh, man. The biggest takeaways you can say on the microphone. Um, or maybe there's Next. a newfound so, respect no. <laughs> for the business. I don't know. No, like- um, yeah, no, I think I, I, you know, when you're from the actor's perspective, uh, when you get onto a project, you're so like invested in your character. And after the film is done, it's like, you feel like, yeah, like time is lost when you're filming, right? Like you're just in this zone and you feel so great. No matter like if you were happy with every single scene or not, you know, um, you're just really happy that you made it through the process, that you honored the character and the writer and directors and crew. Um, but I think that's, it's, it's only, that's the three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the month before, or two months before, or if you're lucky, three months before that you get the script. Right. And that's that time, right? But when you're producing the project, like, and depending what kind of producer you are and how early you come onto the project, I came onto the project in the very, 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 very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal to see the entire process of the film. I think it made me that much closer to it, to be in it through the year and get the opportunity to learn from other producers that were on the project of things right. that, you know, I didn't know or getting, being able to get the opportunity to teach them something that they didn't know. And I think the whole trick about, being in this time where we can make our own content is really, you know, there's like levels in the game and you, the best bet for you to make is no matter what level you are on is to realize that there's always a cream of the crop on every single level. Mm -hmm. And so instead of, you know, trying to do the good old reach up, you know, to someone who don't give a damn about you, you know what I mean? Right. Or, um, yeah. So I think it's better to like work across 
from the people who are on your level, like recognizing your level, you know, everybody, okay, you fine. You, you, you are for show you a Viola Davis and that is wonderful. Does the world know it yet? (laughs) All right. Well, your market value is a little different, you know? So it's just like, if you just can, um, pay attention to what level you're on and find the cream of that crop and people who are people that you can stand (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for a year right. and you can work with you know what i mean and, and nobody's perfect but you, you can work with their flaws and mm-hmm. and you guys can make a good team i think that's what can make a really good um film and yeah. I, I just i i got the opportunity to to learn some things and to teach some things and i'm really happy about that wow, yeah and then just find also like finding people who are really passionate about your project mm-hmm. who wow. believe in it you know there were so many people on forgetting christmas that had family members that were dealing with Alzheimer's. Mm. So many of them, they were like, oh, I'm down just because of that. Mm. Like, I want to be a part of this message. And so that's why I really liked creating, or I really still like <laughs> creating. So I liked it three weeks ago. <laughs> we're on break season right now. So I'm like, like. Out, out of sight, oh. out of mind. <laughs> right, right. Um, but that's why I really enjoy. And this was the writer that I was always looking for. Like, I wanted to do something that was thought provoking. Like popcorn movies are great. I still love them. I love, I like to act in them. They have their space and time to exist, but I really like deep and meaningful things, things that can like change people's lives, like educate them. I remember watching Aaron Brockovich and being Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, like this is what I want to do. Like I want to touch someone like this. And I think, yeah, when you're watching a movie, it's different than seeing someone give a speech. You know, those things can be touching, but when you're watching art, it's like you fall into it. So all of like your judgment and your pre whatever conditions kind of fall away and you, you fall into these characters and that's when you can really touch someone. That's when you can be like, Oh damn, I'm like that. Or cousin Joe is like that or whatever. And so when I found Cadell, that's why rats in a cage was so, I was like, holy shit, like, this is what I'm talking about. Um, And I think he's known for that. And so that's why so many people are willing to, uh, I think. People know me? He always says that. He said I'm known? That's the only part of that monologue you heard. I know. That's definitely a real gauge. I've always said, like, something that will make me always i think feel highly of what it is that i'm like viewing or consuming is it makes me suspend my actual reality and i'm i'm in here mm-hmm. and even if i might feel particular ways about characters within the shit i'm watching i'm like they're doing their job mm-hmm. i'm feeling mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. negatively towards a character right. not about yeah. how this movie is yeah going. <laughs> because you're doing it's your about, job yeah. It, yeah. exactly so that's i'll always take a step back and be like wow like the writing has really got me invested that mm-hmm. like that emotionally. So that's always like a, like a big check on my rubric, but I even wanted to go into like, when you're crafting the team, is there, do you go to get the actors first or are you trying to get like who your DP is? Like mm-hmm. those, those roles were the roles that I actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's going to put it Who's out. the first the draft pick. Who's the second right, draft pick. Exactly. <laughs> like, with the first draft. Uh... <laughs> and round one, yeah. Cadell selects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I work differently than a lot of other uh, filmmakers in that, um, I, because I come from, post right i'm thinking post yeah. while i'm writing makes right. sense so i'm thinking post in pre so i don't get in trouble in, in the in the production i'm right. thinking about the ending in the beginning so i don't get in trouble in the middle right right so i 
one of the first people that I talked, I mean, Milan and I spoke first because right. she and I came up with the idea for the story. Right. Um, so she was on board. I couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I tried. Didn't want, didn't want to. Didn't, didn't want to. Didn't want to. So uh, she was on board first. But when I started to make the story, it was like, <clears throat> can I get access to the locations? Can I get the right music composer so that we can communicate the, the necessary emotion? So I started talking to composer very early. So I had my did you already know one or yeah. did you? Okay. Yeah. I used to, I, I work with some composers and stuff. Okay. So I went to the people that I have relationship with already. And, you know, I, like I said, I come from music. So um, I'm, I'm trying, I was trying not to compose myself, first of all, uh, <laughs> but um, I do have composers that are, do things faster and better than me. So it's good for me to go to them. Mm-hmm. So I had a composer in mind very early uh, while I was in the middle of the first draft. I already knew what, who, which composer I was going to be using. So, um, so after that, uh, it was about finding locations and it was about building a pr- production team so that they could help me build and find and paperwork and, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. all that. And then uh, so I, I sort of build I'm, I'm not just in one area. I'm trying to um, lay the foundation across the whole building. Right. You know, I'm not just over here thinking about actors. I got to think about everything because if I can't right. execute it, I'm not going to. Put, put my time in it, you know? right? And this project specifically was done was created from the beginning, um, so that we could execute it on a quote unquote um, micro budget, mm-hmm. right? Because the the difficulty is if you make a concept that's really like heartfelt and you think it could do a lot in the in the um, in the world, right. but you don't you don't have the money to execute it, then right. it just stays on the shelf, or you have to try to get someone else to pay for it, uh, or you you have to try to um, option it so that a more established studio or production house can get it from you. So you got to impress someone else. You got to make them love your stuff as much as you do, which is super hard. So uh, with this project, I wanted to make something that that was very meaningful and that we could afford to do. So I started to build everything all at once (laughs) as I'm writing and thinking about who's going to do this, who's going to do that, you know. But some of those uh, positions had to change because of schedules and stuff like that uh, and a couple other reasons. But um, yeah, I, I was thinking about all of the areas that I could think about the ending in the beginning. Right. Yeah. I kind of want to get into the story of forgetting Christmas. Like let us know what the movie's about, why it was important for you to tell this story. Just get into that real quick. Yeah. Okay. So um, forgetting Christmas is about a family that's dealing with the early stages of Alzheimer's. Um, The holidays are always difficult for me uh, for various reasons, but, for some reason, I just I just don't uh, I I don't really respond to like the 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 bubbly holiday vibes. You know right. they don't they don't connect with me. You know, right. and, and, which is fine. Everyone has their own thing, but um, the holidays haven't really been a great time for me for a while. So, and I know I'm not the only one, right? right. So that's one of the reasons why I was thinking about making a movie like this. And um, so that's one side of it. That's true. Uh, I also have um, Alzheimer's in my family. Uh, my Great grandmother, my grandmother, and my aunt all had it. My aunt had early onset Alzheimer's, okay. so uh, that affected me quite a bit. And I, again, I know that I'm not the only one because once you start to bring up these things, uh, people will say, "Oh yeah, my grandmother this, and right. I had an uncle who." You know. right, right. So a lot of people are going through it uh, because their family members may have had a version of dementia or something like that, and it affects people psychologically um, in in a, in a deep way. In general, but because we don't really have uh, the pathway to speak about it openly without right. 
being either weird or really emotional, right. it's difficult to sort of dig yourself out of this place, right. right? So what I'm trying to do with Forgetting Christmas is create a uh, pro an emotional proxy so that people can see that they're not the only ones going through uh, stuff like this, have gone through stuff like this, are going through stuff like this, and they can feel more open to speak about their experiences with dementia in a family or with seasonal depression. Milan, like, did you feel, I know you had said you kind of always feel a connection with Cadell's writing, but was there anything in particular with this uh, story? I'm, I'm sure you would have been on board regardless. You know regardless, regardless. But like, is there anything that kind of touched you about this particular story or anything? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm not going to name the person because they're still alive and kicking. Okay. Um, but I do have uh, somebody in my family who has Alzheimer's. And um, I mean, it's rough. You know, I just saw them over the holiday and just, you know, asking the same question over and over again. And you see like the decline and it's rough, man. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and then there's also like that. So there's that going on. Then there's your own life and then there's your right. whole family and friends. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And like just the act of balancing that. Um, and so when I saw this story, like the first thing was that like, this is something real in somebody's home and, and in mine. Right. Um, and the holidays aren't always cheery, you know, right. like there are times right. where devastating losses happen right before the holidays and i've been through that and um sometimes you don't want someone to just say like it's okay sometimes you just want someone to be quiet and just right. like listen to you and like wipe your tears you know what i mean but right. don't tell me that it's okay because it's not okay right and you know and so when there's a story that acknowledges that it's okay that you feel this way like it's okay that it's hard it's okay that you want to run away right but this is how we can solve it um by communicating with each other like that's a story that i want to be a part of that's a story that's going to heal a community you know right. especially a community that it's there's no representation and acknowledgement that it's happening in our community all the time. You know? Yeah. And that's, uh, that was another that's big right. thing. Um, uh, all, Alzheimer's disease is quite um, present Definitely. in right. African-American communities. Um, but if you look at the media that does address Alzheimer's or dementia, it's, it's not, we're not really in that. You know? yeah, so there's a movie called still Alice and there's a movie called the father. You know, there's a couple other mm -hmm. movies that address Alzheimer's in the family, and but most of them are white white families. Right. Uh, but we get it more frequently, you know. Right. So um, that was another element that I was trying. So I'm trying to check a lot of boxes with with right. the film. Right. It has a lot of importance, um, personal importance, but it, ha it has the potential to have a lot of importance to um, to greater communities, you know, uh, because we we don't really have much representation in in an area that we need to be to feel open and speak about 100%. and one thing that i really resonated with i guess what you guys are saying that you're trying to do with the art that you make is like i really resonate with like slice of life type of films like where it's like you're not trying to give me something that's supposed to try to make me feel all good and warm inside because reality is not always feeling like that sometimes i feel like in society you have like this like toxic positivity where everything gotta be mm -hmm. all sunny and it's not always sunny you know yeah. and it's but not to always we're not 
at the same time, too, it's like, no, it's not even necessarily trying to rain a parade, but it's more so shed a light. This is yeah. what's mm-hmm. happening. And if we can start a conversation, start a dialogue and then start trying to find solutions, yeah. mm-hmm. then she could get sunny again. You gotta let the rain pass. Yeah, you can't yeah, just like exactly. act like it's not happening. Acknowledge it's raining, yeah. but a lot of people are like, no, it's not rain. It's just, just water coming from the sky. <laughs> as they, as they get drenched. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, isn't that the social media thing that like yeah. everybody's in a Bentley somewhere right. in Dubai right. with like $10,000 bags and yeah. it makes you feel like crap? Like, you know, so I think it's just like when you and then and then that's when people like can relate even more when they feel like something is like, like tangible and real, like it's okay to acknowledge someone's state and like acknowledge like what we can do to work to to get to a better place um, or make the best of it, you know, and I, yeah, that's beautiful. That's really, I, I think when you can do that with the art. Like, that's really what it's all about. Um, Cadell, did you find any difficulty in putting this story together? Because it's like something that hits home for you? Uh, well, I, di- uh, I didn't think that I was going to be writing the story so soon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that I always wanted to uh, make a film about Alzheimer's disease, but I didn't think I would be doing it this early. I didn't think it'd be my first feature, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, yeah, I was... Um, I, I, what the biggest hurdle was figuring out how I can tell the story without it, you know, being an attempt at it being an uh, autobiography, you know, mm-hmm. right? You know, so it, so I'm pulling from things that I'm aware of because of my experience, but I'm also pulling from you know, just research and stuff like that. So uh, it was inspired by m- my experience, but the story itself is not like a, a true reference mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to anything that happened specifically to me. So. Uh, the most difficult part was just honestly deciding to tell this story as my first feature, mm. uh, because it's, um, because it is very close to home. Uh, but I, you know, that's kind of what drives uh, right. a lot of creators when it's, right. when you have yeah. a really good connection to something. So, Definitely. but, and, I, and, I, and a lot of my stuff, you know, is I like to write with a lot of meaning, right. you know, mm-hmm. so. Anything I do is probably gonna have to yeah, some it, kind of connection. It's you know? funny how sometimes open wounds create this this fuel creatively. Yeah. It's you know it's 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 interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, as a creative, I know at least personally speaking, it's like I never like to be stagnant with my emotions. I don't numb myself to what I feel either. So I just express. I just transmute yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. That's how I keep things going because it's it's still a, a balance for me. Of acknowledging what is, but at the same time acting on that, like you know what I'm saying, and trying to, um, yeah, just be a representation and let people live vicariously. Yeah, and the, the other thing that was really difficult with this story is what was finding some type of a hopeful conclusion mm-hmm. because Alzheimer's disease doesn't really have like a good ending, like usually. a cure oh, or, yeah, yeah. or a good, you know, yeah. So that was very difficult, but. Um, and to, to to have it feel hopeful um, at the ending, but also feel real, like you were saying, right, slice it, slice right. life. So that was really really difficult to was. find a <laughs> the sweet spot of acknowledging the true the true situation that the family's in, mm-hmm. um, but also having it creating a, a sense of hope where in real life sometimes it feels hopeless. And, yeah. and I think that's, that's a, a real point. thing, like within like us black families as well. Like the main thing. Um, it's like kind of like an overlapping type of theme. It's like 
we need to talk about shit. There's a lot of things yeah. within actual fan. I mean, let me, I'm not going to even get started within actual community because like we said earlier on, we're not a monolith and there's so many things that we do have to have discourse in, but within our own families, there's a lot of things. It's just swept under the right. rug. It's like, we all know. So we don't, our, right. like, so we all know. So let's, so let's talk, like, about, let's it. talk right. about it. Yeah. 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 We all know. So we don't got to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then it kind of goes back it. to what you're talking about in the holidays. It's kind of weird because everybody know what's up, but everybody want to act like you don't know what's mm-hmm. up. Like, come right. on, man. Like, why are you doing this? Right. You know, I will say that I think um, it's a fallacy or a, a fantasy that it's just our community. Oh, 100%. I, I think that maybe the way we're presented on media is that like it's our community and a couple others, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is like I have friends of all different nationalities and all of them are sweeping stuff yeah, under the rug. I feel like it's so, kind of a human condition. It's yeah. a human yeah. condition. It's and human. It's, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just it's just sometimes you see like you have this fear, so you turn away from it. And you know, something it's someone said this um thing where it's like a it looks like this big shadow, like a big monster is coming for you, but really it's just a little teeny Barbie. It's the shadow, right? right? So yeah. Yeah. So I think like just acknowledging it is healthy. And I also think like, you know, I I don't want to do only like, super thought provoking deep you know I sometimes a rom-com yeah yeah like sometimes you know I think and I find that in Cadell's writing too even though it's meaningful it can still be like super funny and you know have a good time and I think it's just all about balance like you can't be on one end of the spectrum everything's bright and sunny all the time can I stop smiling now? Remember on Toy Story? Can I stop smiling now? My face hurts. Uh, You know like and that's how it'll be right? right so I think it's just this healthy balance of like having art that um pulls different things out of you pulls joy pulls acknowledgement um self-awareness like that's what art is human experience the human experience yeah and all Nah, shout out to you cadell for being able to have the depth Mm -hmm. i guess to do those kind of different you know projects thank you and then even you milan to be able to act you know what i'm saying (laughs) with a a wide range you know Uh, i think i think both of you guys are super talented at what you do when and where can people expect to i I feel like you've built up such anticipation (laughs) for this film now (laughs) there's so much anticipation that we built within me like when and where can people start to expect to uh get eyes on this thing I, I suggest uh, I know I don't normally um advertise my social media, no, but, but I suggest so. that's what it's for. That's what, wait, what do you mean? That's what it's for. <laughs> like, well, I have it if you're He's not. Too humble. It's so hard. But don't follow me. It's just weird. No, it's so hard for it's so artists. Like... I don't know why. It's just weird. But anyway, uh, if you uh, I'm Arkadel Cook on Instagram. If you okay. follow me there, then you'll be able to see when it's coming out because we just finished filming. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Like, so we don't know where it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. or, or uh, where it's going to be yet. But we know where we're going to be shopping it to, but we don't know who's going to pick it up. You know, exactly. so, uh, so, but it, it should be somewhere <laughs> in 2023 holiday season. Because <laughs> <Nice. laughs> it's, it's a holiday movie, you got to wait till the next Christmas. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, but uh, go to uh, our Cadell Cook at Arkadel Cook on Instagram. Wait, time flying. It'll be it'll be here before. You I know, be right? Here. Right. Like, yeah. I think we we were doing this podcast. Uh, this is probably our second oh, holiday. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. kind of crazy to think yeah. about. You know what I'm saying? So, time, time flies for time sure. Flies. Yeah. That's right. And uh, meanwhile, you have um, some other projects that are either on streaming services or will be. Soon. Yeah. So, um, so where can people check you out? Yes. Okay. So. 
There's a couple of them, <laughs> but you can follow me okay. on Instagram. And I'll be asking for the recommendation list. So like, here it is. So I have a uh, gaslight, which um, is streaming now on Apple TV nice. and Amazon Prime and several different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and we I also have. A Family Matters Christmas, which was actually just released on the 9th of okay. November, I believe. Just in time for the holidays. Festive. Just in time Festive. for the holidays. Okay. Yeah, that's a family movie. That's a family okay. movie. Okay. Uh, you gonna <laughs> get the hot chocolate. You know, get the hot chocolate. You know, your fireplace, okay. electric, that's or real. That's a whole vibe. That's a whole vibe. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. vibe. Yeah. Eggnog, if that's your thing. That's a right. Whole vibe. Coquito, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, the coquito. <laughs> now you're talking about yeah. language, you know. Oh, the ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> <I'm weak. laughs> no uh yeah that's on fandango and then uh several other projects i'm really excited so that are nice, coming out so this nice. year and um you guys can check me out on instagram it's m-e-l-a-n underscore p-e-r-e-z hey, nice well we appreciate you guys for coming through very much very the studio much, and kicking it with us. This was yeah, this was a, a dope conversation. Yes, um, we gonna run the block too when it's coming. You know when sure. it, when it's time this time next that, year when yeah, that joint's about to drop. Year. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got to do a press run. When you do the press run for the movie, do not forget about us. There's got to be a stop on the press tour. No, for real. Y'all the first stop. Like, you know? Gotta be. And, you know, thank you so much for having oh, us. Yeah, for sure. and, sure. and for being on set with us. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, shout out to you, Like, I told Mac, every time I linked while I was doing I was like, and I told everybody this, like, my experience. I was like, yo, I was like, it's a master class like i was like yeah i was, he like, was saying, he literally cool was saying like, that and i got a little daily rate but i'm like uh <laughs> literally sitting back and like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's how you do it yeah. oh, oh, oh. All right, yeah. all right, yeah. And yeah. like, so I'll bring bring some of that knowledge around here. We need to know, like, you know what I'm saying? What's going on here? Lighting, like, and like, yes, man. Shout show, shout out, Zach. Like, Zach David, Zach, is a wizard, the wizard, man. Like, he all over the place. He was really telling me so many just gems, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody on the cast for real, but like. Cause I was doing a lot of shadowing with that, like yeah, you really put me on game. Yeah, Yeah. that's super dope. That's super dope. Yeah, Yeah, always great when you can go somewhere and learn something, especially if it's like something that you're super interested in. So that's very. I even got to work with Elon, bro. Yeah, got to work with Elon. I actually got to work with Elon. I don't know what that Elon means. Elon Mitchell. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> you, know, know, you know, there's there's a, there's a first name, Elon, or someone who's on a first name basis. I didn't know who you're you talking go. about, but that's you know. very fire. That's very People fire. who know their stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who know, no. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, again, we appreciate you guys coming through. And, uh, yeah, we definitely can't wait till uh, we can watch uh, Forgetting Christmas. And then even, like, Go back with go back on uh Cadell's YouTube, the catalog. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, extensive. Sure. A there's things. a lot to watch on there. Um oh, a lot. check out four points. Yeah, I was about to say on... there's a lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My bad. Four <laughs> points. Yeah. yeah. You got a you got a new baby on the way. You forgot about the old ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you forgot about the old you kids. <laughs> so go on Tubi and, and search four points, F-O-U-R points. 
Uh, <laughs> that's the political drama. It's also on Quelly TV. It's, it's a black owned streaming very, service. Very nice. Guarantee oh. it's going to start a conversation I'm, like okay, immediately. Right. And okay. if you have no one in your it's living room, like you're going to call somebody. <laughs> you yes. know what? I agree with so and so, but the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a conversation starter for sure. Yeah. Yes. So go check that out too. Very dope. Well, uh, appreciate you guys again for coming through. Early. Early. Early.